0: Hello, and welcome back to the Fantasy Stock Talk Talkers podcast. Uh, sorry for the slight hiatus of us. Uh, me and Kev were at a wedding in uh, Mexico. We both picked up a little bit of a cold. I think it was from the plane. But uh, yeah, we're here now, and uh, unfortunately it's international break, so we're only going to be able to break down from week eight. Uh, so Kev, uh, how was uh, your weekend? How do you feel? How do you how do you think you did?
1: <clears throat> I, I picked up a win in fantasy, but... Uh... Some, I, I didn't do that great with my picks.
0: Yeah, I, I picked up a win in fantasy also, but uh, picks-wise, I only had two hits. Uh, I had, well, technically I had three misses and then we missed on the goalkeeper. We had Vicario and we ended up switching it to Martinez. So um, so yeah, let's just jump right into the games here. Uh, the first game of the weekend was uh, Tottenham and Luton. <laughs> Sorry. Um, what did you have for the scoreline?
1: I had this? this one being 4-0.
0: I had a 3 nothing for Tottenham and it ended up en- uh, ended up being 1 nothing.
1: Yeah, they got a red card in the first half.
0: Uh Basuma gets picked up two yellow cards, the second one being a embellishment.
1: Yeah, simulation.
0: Uh I think it's kind of ridiculous how many yellow cards are being yellows and reds are being uh displayed over the he, last few games. He did dive though. He did dive. I mean, it's a fair it's a fair card, so I mean, if they're going to keep doing this then that's good on the game. I I, I think that the game is becoming soft. So, uh, having that happen is probably better off. So,
1: yeah. And I mean, I thought they were going to blow him out. There was times where Luton could have scored for sure. Like I think it was out or someone on their team that messed up a wide open net. He kind of fanned on the shot and fell over the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, one, nothing van Ven scores a goal assistant for Madison. Um, We've been banging the same drum. Madison goes down. This team's in trouble. Um, they do have a lot of injuries right now on that left wing. Brendan Johnson, Solomon. Uh, it's a long season. We're only eight games in. I mean, there's still 30 games to go. They're in first place. I mean, the game with Liverpool was ridiculous. That probably... I I, I can't chalk it up as a win for them. I think it's an utterly outrageous thing that happened. Um. It was a sad
1: game to watch.
0: Oh, for sure. And uh, obviously if you're a Tottenham fan, you're happy because you got three points and it's a big game to get three points. Uh, If you're a Liverpool fan or realistically any fan of soccer and you saw that happen, you're a little bit disgusted. And truthfully, Tottenham has a little bit of good fortune. They've played really only two decent teams. So, I mean, they still have a big string. They haven't played Brighton. They haven't played Newcastle. They haven't played Villa. They haven't played City or Arsenal. Like... Oh, wait, did they play Arsenal?
1: Yeah, they tied Arsenal. Yeah.
0: so they played Arsenal, but, I mean, realistically, they've played Liverpool and Arsenal. They haven't played a really, like, they haven't played a top-ten team other than those two. So, As of right now, yeah. I mean, we could say, wow, good job, they're 6-2, and two, but at the same time, they should be 6-2. and two. They're beating the teams they need to beat,
1: and that's realistically what you need to do. So, that's enough about that. <clears throat> I do I do see them having a bit of a downfall and maybe dropping f- to third. I see them getting top four though
0: oh I don't see them not getting top four but they're definitely not gonna win the
1: league. No I don't see them winning the league.
0: uh next match up was Fulham Sheffield uh, I had a
1: one1. I had one nothing Fulham. the game ended three one for Fulham. yeah they they're they're starting to surprise me they're playing a <sighs> lot better than I originally thought they were gonna be at the beginning of the season. I mean there's two own goals in the game. One they, for each team. They had some good passing plays with uh, per, through Pereira that opened yeah. them up pretty well.
0: Uh, I mean, Decadori Reed he got the goal. He started the he started the day with the first goal of the game. Pereira assisted it, and then Robinson gets the own goal, ties it up one one. Um, then Fodderingham has an absolute howler and gets an own goal.
1: It hit off. I think it hit off the bar and then went
0: off the back yeah. of his head or something. Yeah. And then William scores in the 93rd minute. So, I mean, I like that Fulham's not starting uh, Jimenez anymore. They're starting to play the Veniscus kid. I think Veniscus is very good. Um, I like William. I'm a little biased because William obviously played for Chelsea. But I think that even though he is 33, 34 years old, he's still a very good quality winger. And for a team that's not looking to get any sort of european spot they're just kind of looking to get mid-table he should be in the lineup every game
1: yeah and he's not bad mm-hmm. like he just lost some of his pace obviously but i
0: mean like harry wilson's not cutting it he's he plays more on the other side doesn't he yeah but uh Dekidori reed i think was injured so now he's starting to play on the right wing even a Woby a woby was playing center mid with Pereira and Polinia. yeah that makes more sense now so i mean it should be interesting they have an interesting team uh, I think that they're a decent team. I think that they sh- could potentially be top 15. Um, there's no reason for them not to be. We were always talking about how they were uh, struggling for goals. But if you have your winger scoring goals, and I mean, obviously a little bit of luck with own goals and dis- and obviously not great luck with an own goal against, uh, I think that they probably should have won this game 2-3-0. Um, Sheffield really didn't seem that threatening moving up the field. No, they, they only had forty percent possession, and they only had five shots. Two, two
1: of course, were, uh, which of were on target. So and they definitely looked better <clears throat> in other games. Oh yeah, like against City, that was probably their best game that they can take.
0: I, I feel like Sheffield is playing to the competition of the level, other than the uh, Newcastle game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess.
0: Uh, moving forward, Chelsea Burnley. I had two one Chelsea.
1: Yeah, I had the same
0: two one, and the game ended four one.
1: They're finally starting to score goals. I mean, Burnley scored quick. Um, I thought for sure
0: after the 15th minute they score, I was like, oh, here comes another absolute Chelsea masterclass of losing (laughs) 1-0. Sterling looked unbelievable. Um, He looks like your best player this year. Yeah, I mean, last year he was a little disappointing to watch. He gave the ball away a lot like cheaply and just didn't look like he had the drive. Uh, He... Shoots the ball, or crosses it in, I guess, for the own goal, first goal for Chelsea. Uh, it's an unfortunate bounce. Yeah, I that mean,
1: was, that was a good chip if you're thinking yeah, about it the other way. Like,
0: Trafford really had no chance at it. Um, but then they come out of the second half, they sub in Jackson for Broja, and truthfully, even Palmer, he looked really good. Um, Palmer looked, yeah, Palmer looked better. He scored his first Premier League goal. It was a penalty. I mean, it was a well-taken He got an assist as well. Yeah, he did, and Sterling drew the penalty for for the goal. Um, Sterling also got his on on the score sheet as well, just assisted from Gallagher. Uh, but the biggest thing for me is Nick Jackson scoring. I think that that's a big thing for him, and uh, I know it's his, it's his second goal. He's already got off to the books, but just getting the confidence coming off the bench. He only played forty five minutes. Um, Broja did not look great. He looked good in the other game against Fulham, but this game, it just to me, Nick
1: Jackson. There's a nice little roulette that he had. He looks like he's better on the ball. Yeah, we'll see. I think when Nkunku comes back, uh, uh, Sterling and Nkunku are going to thrive off each other a lot more.
0: I think Palmer will be playing through the middle.
1: I mean, possibly for now. It's weird to think what the team could look like with Nkunku to me. Because he's starting no matter what. Yeah,
0: like he's the best. I think he'll be the best player on the field once he's in because he's just that much quality. Um, I think DeSossi gets the boot when Fofana comes back. Um,
1: that won't be for a while. Cucurella,
0: think... he looked good up until like the 80th minute. He just doesn't track back at all to me, and I don't like that as a, obviously as a fullback. I, th- full I thought
1: idea. he was the one that stayed back more for like, like typically he stays yeah. back more than uh, Colwell. Chilwell. Chilwell.
0: Chilwell's not there. He doesn't didn't play. Chill was he... injured.
1: No, I know, but I'm saying it's oh like a yeah, yeah, in yeah, general. yeah,
0: yeah. That's yeah. true. But Cowell's playing our left back position now. Yeah, and I kind of like it because we can kind of shift into a three at the back. But then I don't like Cucarella being the uh, inverted fullback either. Reese James now for sure has been a hundred percent cleared. He's going to be back after this international break. Hopefully, we don't rush him into it. Hopefully, he doesn't play
1: for England. Um, yeah, he shouldn't play for England if he's I... just coming off injury. He shouldn't. I know that
0: they were talking about him potentially playing, him, Tripp, and Trent, the three of them. I'm hoping that they don't. I doubt it. So, I mean, even Trent was a little injured too. So, I mean, who knows? Trippier probably... He's
1: back though, so he I should be good to play. Probably
0: Trippier will get the most minutes of of the three, just for England alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even Kyle Walker, so that's okay though. Uh, but yeah, no, good game all around. Uh, for Burnley, again, we were talking about it. Lyle Foster got the assist. Um,
1: he needs to be picked up for Burnley. He's the best player on Burnley. Yeah, he's one of the only ones getting points other than maybe Trafford. He is in, involved in everything, I feel like. <clears throat> he plays through the middle, right? Yeah, he's their striker.
0: Yeah. He's, um as a kid, like, just very
1: technical. Like, he's only 23, but... He's basically doing what Ampaduni was supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. I think the Lyle Foster needs to be rostered, and if he's not... It's because your strikers are very good. Um, Moving down, we have Manchester
1: United versus Brentford.
0: I had 2-1 for Manchester United.
1: What did I have? I had Brentford winning 2-1.
0: And I actually got it right. It ended up 2-1. Now, this is a very controversial game because I saw McTominay's second goal
1: should not have counted. Is that the one with Martial potentially offside or something? The
0: ball was completely out of bounds. And they passed it to the middle of the net. And then he scored. So the the whole ball was out of bounds oh, for a goal kick. No one called it. VAR looked at it and it was given as a goal. So I'm very confused with what the heck's going on with VAR lately. Considering they have all this technology and they're missing the most clear things of all time.
1: Yeah, they're not. VAR's not consistent right now.
0: Like you can see the ball clearly goes
1: completely out of bounds. Yeah, I, di- I didn't see that. I was watching the game. I, I must have been doing something during that part, but I missed that.
0: Yeah, like, Maguire gets the ball. I, I don't know if it was the Maguire, the Maguire pass or the first goal. I can't remember. I, I, I want to say it was the... I don't remember what Maguire one was. Was the second one a header for McTominay? I think they both No, one out. was a, ta- like a tap-in. The second one was the header, though. Okay, so the first goal, then, should not have counted in the 94th minute I think Martial is running down the wing and the ball goes completely out of bounds and Martial kicks it to the middle of the net and uh McTominay taps it in that was the first goal no way should the goal counted Brentford was cheated um this is like the Tottenham game all over again um it's just the most inconsistent I've this is the most inconsistent refing we've seen ever in The Premier League since the start of the year, yeah. <clears throat> like it's been a disgrace. Eight, there's been eight weeks in the Prem, and every week we're talking about something controversial.
1: Yeah, it's either a red card or some VAR mistake.
0: It's crippling the game. Either take VAR completely out, or when something is wrong, call the damn thing. Why, why, why is there on field referees talking about it? There's lines, there's lines. Yeah, the ref sh- doesn't need to wait the ref goes to the damn board and looks Th- it's all technology there doesn't need to be 4th officials and 5th officials the VAR just needs to be up in the fucking thing, in the room they show the lines, the referees don't even talk, the ref just goes to the, the monitor, sees it's offside sees it's onside, see the balls in, sees the balls out, and that's it why are they getting approval from one another? Uh, it's like it's, it's, it's schoolyard shit that makes no sense, and it's frustrating
1: yeah, it's very inconsistent at the moment and I'm not liking it either. Either take the
0: whole thing out of the game but or call the right damn fucking call. Like it's yeah. embarrassing.
1: But United looked like they were struggling again.
0: They did struggle the to, whole game. To
1: score goals. They're like when McTominay's the one to score both, there's still still a problem there. Rashford still looks touchy. He doesn't look good. He's not picking up the form he had last year. Like nothing against United.
0: Rashford's not great. Mount's not great. Bruno Fernandez is not Bruno yeah. Fernandez of old. Um, Hoyland seems like to be a waste of money.
1: Uh, I, th- I can see him scoring goals, though. He's not horrible, in my opinion. I think goals for him will come. It's just the form of the team needs to heighten. Just my problem is... That. Did you see the
0: back four they started?
1: Oh, Lindelof, Johnny yeah. Evans, Maguire, and DeLott. Yeah, I think they have a lot of injuries in the back four. It's just... And it's, I
0: get it's injuries are a bad thing, but there's zero depth in that team. When it comes to defense, it seems. Um, it's just embarrassing. The game was embarrassing. I, I don't even want to talk about it. I mean, was okay. there fancy relevance? Yeah.
1: Scott McTominay and Jensen. If you had McTominay, I don't think anybody had McTominay by now.
0: No, definitely not. He but I mean, he
1: was barely playing getting zero points and then he comes out with a two goal game.
0: Uh, Whistler got an assist. Jensen got the goal. Uh, they're probably both rostered. Jensen, yeah, for sure. He's a good player to have. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Moving forward from that, uh, Var needs to tighten up. It's it's getting to the point where it's it's just frustrating. We could have a podcast just on how bad the refereeing's been. <laughs> um, next matchup was Everton and Bournsmouth. I had two one for Bournsmouth. I
1: had right, two nothing. This is this is another team that's starting to surprise me as Everton. They're pushing up the table a little bit. Here and um, there. I
0: think the acquisition of Jack Harrison on the transfer window day was very good. Uh, I also find that Calvert-Lewin coming back from injury
1: is a big thing. And that, that young guy, Gardner. Yeah, Gardner. He's he, been playing well, he's, too.
0: He's a Manchester United uh, youth system guy.
1: Yeah, I, I picked him up in fantasy, and he basically won me the week. Did he end up getting a goal and an assist this week? I oh, think He just had a goal. We got eight points or something. Good for him. I mean Decore
0: gets on the score sheet again. Jack Harrison, of course, gets the goal and the assist. Um Like I said, Coverloom may not have scored this game, but I think just him him being a presence in the game, it really allows Everton to attack. And uh it gives De- I'm I'm liking that they moved Onana back and put Decore up. Because I don't think Onana nearly had the uh, attacking presence that Decore
1: has. Yeah, they're they are definitely seeing some positive <clears throat> changes in their team. I'm a big fan of Young. I'm a big fan of uh, Mililenko. I think both of them
0: are going to be... Uh, it may be not roster-worthy yet, but it's it's definitely a, an idea to keep... like. They
1: do concede,
0: but I... I they do like yeah. to move up the field. And Dwight McNeil, for set pieces, is not a horrible shout. Same with Jack Harrison. If Jack Harrison's... Uh, if you had him rostered last week, you probably won your week because...
1: He got the goal and assist, so. Yeah, from a substitute appearance, too. Yeah. No, he
0: started. Did he? Yeah, started oh, right he, wing. I thought he subbed in. Um, On the Bournemouth side, we're talking about it. It's embarrassing. Uh, we like to say that uh, Bournemouth is a good team. Good defensively, usually. Uh, Travanier is back. Uh, you kind of expect a little bit better, and they get
1: blown out of the water by one of the worst offensive teams that we've seen in a little while. Yeah, uh, Bournsmouth's looking worse and worse, game by game. I'm losing faith, sadly. <laughs> this- I think the manager's going to be fired.
0: Uh, I think his name's uh, Sagat Senegare or something like that. Senegara? Senagara. I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> but he is, I get that he's like the interim manager. Because realistically, Bournsmouth had um, the Wolves manager by, at the end of the season.
1: I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember the manager.
0: And what happened was at the end of the year he ended up switching and now they have this new guy and he's horrible. I can take a look right now and let you know who the manager was. Gary O'Neal. Gary O'Neal uh, was the manager for um Bournemouth last year and at the end of the season they sacked him and then Gary Noah went to Wolves. Um but yeah, no, I, I I'm embarrassed. For Bournemouth and uh, obviously it's a big week for them coming off international break they need to get some points moving forward because they're playing Wolves Um, I think that they'll be able to maybe nick a point if not three so yeah they're the only they're one of the only teams left in the league without a win which is crazy to think about yeah them and Sheffield yeah them and Sheffield are the only two teams without a win in the Prem right now Luton's got one Luton has one win I forget and I'm assuming it's against Sheffield could have been I could take a pe- quick peek for you right now and let you know I can just scroll it up. was Everton that's true wow Um, but yeah about that we are kind of right on the nose with our relegation teams um, I had Bournsmouth and Everton both just edging uh, relegation the only big one for me that's different is Burnley, um, and Wolves. But they, we were very wrong about Wolves. I think we had them very low, and obviously yeah, they're, they're not great. They, but I think that they're gonna, they're not gonna get relegated. They're starting to pick up their form of it as, as well. Yeah. Uh, we can move over to the absolute worst match of the week.
1: Uh, Crystal Palace Nottingham Forest. I had one one. I had I had zero zero. And you were right at zero zero. I feel Crystal Palace is a team to do. They're good defensively, and they just shut down teams and don't score goals.
0: They're a good defensive team. I, I totally agree with you. They are a very good defensive team. Um, just not a whole lot happened. Possession was pretty well split down the middle. Um, obviously, Nottingham had their shots. They had 16, only 5 on target. Um, Crystal Palace had 8, 2 on target. Crystal Palace also didn't have Eze. So if I knew that going into the game, I would have probably had this prediction a little bit different. Um, I also didn't think Edward was going to play because he had the injury, but he played left wing instead of Eze.
1: Yeah, they. It was just it was a boring game. It was what it was. You don't get many fancy points out of that. I mean, if you had defense, goalies, yeah, defense or goalies, but <clears throat> nothing to complain about.
0: I mean, Anawoni's out for Nottingham Forest, so I mean that is their biggest. Uh threat moving forward i for mean sure chris wood's in there but he's nothing to really uh he's not like M1 shake one, your yeah. head at so next match up was the brighton liverpool game i said it was gonna be the best match of the week i had it at 2-2 and it uh, what do you have it at? i had it 2-1 and it ended 2-2 um i think both these managers have a lot of respect for one another uh, oh yeah Couple- Solo
1: had a great game Salah carried our team. Uh, a couple of questionable calls again. I mean, the pen was a pen. Yep. A uh, potential red card. I'm surprised mm-hmm. it was not given. It's a goal scoring opportunity. Like, he was. All he had to do was tap it in. Yeah. And he got reefed down by his caller. That's kind of red card to me. There is a
0: lot of suspect calls. Um, I think if it's a glaring goal scoring opportunity, then it should be. That was be in the
1: six yard box.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I should, like, sometimes it's a little harsh, but with the Gusto call and the Curtis Jones call, like, you gotta start thinking if those are gonna be red cards, then these automatic goal-scoring opportunities that are being completely ripped down in the box, like you're saying, they should be called as well.
1: But it was a good game to watch back and forth. Um, Both teams getting lots of chances. I didn't get to watch this game, which is disappointing. The the one goal was Van Dyke's fault. (laughs) They'll... They tried to blame McAllister as if it was his fault for the goal. No, Van Dijk just gave him a poor pass, and they they capitalized on it.
0: Was that the first goal of the game? Yeah. Oh, so that's the Dingwer goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, both teams are good. Lewis Dunk scores in the in the 78th minute. I mean, should Liverpool probably have gotten three points from this match? Probably. If we if we flattened out our mistakes, yeah. I mean, you're still pretty new. All your players are pretty new, still in the midfield. Uh, You guys played a pretty young midfield with Elliott and uh, McAllister.
1: I'm still confused. subbed in, and he looked pretty good.
0: I'm confused on why Matip's starting at center back
1: still. I think we're worried of aggravating uh, Canate's injuries. I thought that he
0: was good and cleared because he played the whole Europa League match.
1: Yeah, so we can't be playing him game on game or else he'll just re-injure.
0: To me, it's weird that they're playing him in Europa and not in the league, especially when you're trying to fight for top three, top, and even uh, t- uh, title, so.
1: Yeah, but t- time, like, Matip, he's not the one making the mistakes right now, too, either. He's he's just playing well. Yeah, that's true. But if you want, we can move on to the Newcastle-West Ham game.
0: Yes, of course.
1: How'd you have that one ending? Uh, I had 2-1 for Newcastle. I had this one being a 2-2.
0: You were right on the money. Two, it was ended up to being two two.
1: I'm just catching all the draws. I
0: mean, yeah, I I've, I hit the one. I've hit two games on the button. You've hit, I think, three now. Um, Sochek scores early, eighth minute. That was a good pickup <clears throat> for my fantasy team as well. Um, the nice thing is seeing Isaac get back he, on the
1: goal scoring form. He should had three. He hit um, the post on one.
0: Yeah, it's just I I know that I'm a big uh, I'm a big Izak fan. So when he was going through that little drought, I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like Callum Wilson, every time he touches the field, something's happening.
1: Well, that's just that's just good for them now. They have two strikers who will be finishing the ball, and they have multiple competitions that they're in now.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm a big fan. They scored five minutes apart. Um, I think that Newcastle dropped points, though. Uh, they should have tightened it up. Knowing that uh, West Ham is a threat, I mean, Kudis gets his goal, which is great for him of course. It's uh, his first goal as a hammer. Yeah, And it was a beautiful goal. Yeah, it was nice. <clears throat> I think it was his weak foot. Just a little half volley put in the bottom corner.
1: And it was bouncing too, so it's hard to <clears throat> judge where that was landing. Uh, I think both these teams are going to
0: probably be where they are right now at the end of the season, 7th and 8th. I think that this is the two, two teams that you don't want to end up playing against.
1: I could see Newcastle maybe moving up one or two spots. Yeah, potentially, but... But I think it's pretty hard to move around in the top ten at this point.
0: No, there's a lot of good teams. If Chelsea like, comes up uh, swinging again, yeah. you never know.
1: Um, there's a lot of good teams in the top ten to twelve. Like they can all threat any of the top ten teams. Like
0: Brighton, you saw it against Liverpool. Newcastle, Aston, I think, is
1: good. Aston Villa.
0: Aston Villa is sneaky, but they they play good against good teams and play bad against bad teams. But they're top. They're <clears> top five.
1: I think they're fifth. Right now, currently? Yeah.
0: Uh, they are in fifth. You are correct. But it's weird how they drop points to bad teams to me.
1: Yeah, they'll do that, and then they'll beat some random they'll team. They'll crush a team. Like, they when they lose, they lose bad. Yeah. But when they win... They win big. They win big, and you don't realize how many points they're gaining.
0: Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Aston Villa team, uh, I had 3 nothing for Aston
1: Villa against Wolves. So did I. The game ended 1-1. Wolves, Wolves definitely played... Uh, Better than I thought they would this game, for sure. Uh,
0: possession was pretty even. Shots, of course, favored uh, Aston Villa, but they pretty well had the same amount of shots on goal. Um, we okay. can talk about that red card for Lamina. Two uh, yellow cards, both in the second half.
1: No, I didn't see the red card or the yellows. I um, second watching yellow. watching this game as much.
0: The second yellow... It was warranted. Um... Now, the thing is, it was soft. And was not a foul? Of course it was a foul. But it was a soft yellow card. Um, to me, I get it. Like, if Lamina had three or four challenges in a row, and then obviously, you know, you're going to have to eventually give out some sort of card. Um, but to give a red card in the 95th minute on a weak challenge, I, I, I just don't get it, personally. It's tough for me to understand, but uh, go back to the goal scorers. Neto had an absolutely beautiful game. He, he He's re- sprinted down the wing. He absolutely burned Digne. He's in great form. Um, Huang gets on the end of it. He was great for my fantasy team this week. I picked him up for a one-week rental. Um, yeah, and uh, I think Huang and Neto are the only two guys you want to keep playing. And Saw.
1: Yeah, because Saw faces a lot of shots. He's a shot stopper, so he'll get points here and there if you need yeah. But Neto is the the prime <clears throat> real estate for this team. I'm glad
0: that even though he was seriously injured two years ago, last year he didn't really have a whole lot going for him because he was still recovering. But after such a major injury, usually players fall off.
1: Yeah, he's thriving. And he is thriving. He's come like, back
0: in and looks good still.
1: He lo- he looks good against top teams as well. Scored against Liverpool.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, Aston Villa, we could say, is a top team and look really good against them. Uh,
1: yeah. I just want to take a quick thing.
0: Hazard's retired. Yeah, I get that he was not great for Real Madrid, but absolute Chelsea legend, and uh, disappointed to see him retire at such a young age.
1: I think he was just done. I think that he wasn't feeling it anymore. He needed
0: to not leave. It yeah. changed his career for the worst. It's disappointing. As a Chelsea fan, I love Hazard, and uh, I kind of wish that he never left. I get like Real, Ma- like when you see Real Madrid, it's a tough thing to not want to go and uh, experience it, but um. I just think it was not a great fit for him. But yeah, legend, legend is gone from the game. Um anyways, back to the game here. Pau Torres scores, assist him from Ollie Watkins. Literally 3 or
1: 2 minutes uh later. Yeah, they didn't want to drop points to Wolves at all. Um Ollie Watkins putting a really nice ball. Yeah, he's he's starting to hit his form, his
0: stride. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about it in the in the off season saying that Ollie Watkins might be the uh striker to grab. Um he wasn't at the beginning. No, and I mean, realistically, we're, we're acting as if he's not great. We're not even a quarter way through the season. We might be about a quarter of the way. Eight games out of 38. About the quarter-ish.
1: It's more like nine to ten games.
0: Yeah, nine games usually. But um, he's found his form. He's found his feet. And Torres scored a nice goal. I mean, it was a nice he slid in, just knocked it in. I mean, it's what yeah. he has to do. But uh, I thought a great ball in from Ollie Watkins. Absolutely beautiful. Um. Yeah, ended 1-1, Zaniolo subbed in, Bailey subbed in, Um, other than that, red card from uh, Lamina, not a whole lot of uh, implications moving forward, Um, weird that they had John McGinn playing uh, left mid, and they had Matty Cash playing right mid. Mm-hmm. So that's something you need to keep an eye on for Matty Cash uh, owners out there. A defender playing higher on the field. They're moving him up the pitch. Um, they have a lot of trust in him. I think it's weird because they have Zaniolo and they have Leon Bailey. So uh, obviously they trust Matty Cash. And if that's something that you want to keep an eye on, I think maybe they played a 5-3-2 a this game. And I think that the score app just doesn't really like to show it. Yeah. Because they do have three center mids. So that it makes me feel
1: like... and. They probably played a 5-3-2. Formations often change. That could have just been the end of the, yeah, end of the, end game. Of the game formation yeah, that they were using. Yeah, for
0: sure. Uh, let's get to the final match and should have probably been the best match of the of the week. And t- truthfully, it was a very good match. Um, Arsenal-Manchester City. Uh, I had 3-2 for Manchester City. What did I have? I had 2-0. The game ends City. up being 1-0 Arsenal.
1: They pulled off. City don't look the <clears throat> same without Rodri and De Bruyne like... Those are just two... Rodri. Well, De Bruyne... they were fine without De Bruyne. Yeah, but if you put De Bruyne and then Howland's scoring three goals a game,
0: that's true. Um, John Stones finally kind of gets in, subbed in. Uh, Martinelli is came back from the best. With a bang. He subs in at halftime, and he makes the. Like, obviously, the game-winning play, he scores the goal, Havertz gets the assist. Um, Havertz now, back-to-back games, getting a point. I think that he's someone that needs to be looked at. I mean, of course, he subbed in and got the assist with Martinelli.
1: Um, the but, only problem with him is he's a forward.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. That's a problem. If he was a midfielder, I think that he'd be a lock. It'd be a little, Yeah, it'd be a little different if he was a midfielder. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Jesus gets a yellow. I did see that Gabriel Jesus is linked with Napoli.
1: Yeah, I think they're looking at options if in they January. lose OC Man, but
0: Because apparently Chelsea's looking to buy OC Man in January, as well as Arsenal is looking at OC Man now. Yeah, I bet you the only way they lose Jesus is if they get OC Man. Um So that's just something to keep an eye on. Make sure you're keeping an eye throughout the January transfer window. I get We're only in October, so it's pretty far away. Um, but yeah, that's something to keep an eye on if, for all those Gabriel Jesus managers, because Napoli is said that they came out and they're very
1: much so interested in him. He's <clears> a great <throat> player to have. I, I, I like Jesus on Arsenal.
0: Oh, I think he's great. He's a phenomenal player. Um, we can run through our team of the week, uh, yeah. starting with Izak as our striker.
1: Got 10 points.
0: Absolutely killed it. Um,
1: I'll let you run through it. You take it, over, Sterling was another forward with 12 points. I think he, yeah, he got, he's tied for the most points of the week in total.
0: It it shows on his, uh, on the actual assist marker, but since he drew the pen.
1: That's also an assist,
0: And since he shot it for the own goal, that gives him an assist. Yeah. Just for anyone who's wondering why he's so high up.
1: And the last forward was Salah with 10, with two goals. Yep. Now moving on to midfield, Jack Harrison got 11 points.
0: He was great for Everton.
1: Oh yeah, McTominay with a substitute appearance made it on here with 11 points.
0: Yeah. Again, stipulations were uh done to get him. He's still not a player.
1: I would not pick him up. Oh, He's not worth no. having. He'll
0: never be on this list again.
1: Um next midfielder was Cole Palmer.
0: Again, I I think that He had 10. He might be okay moving forward, but with the rotation if that he happens start, with Chelsea, it's if, tough.
1: If he can consistently start, he might be worth having. He's been very good.
0: Even for City, he was very good at the beginning of the season. He was good, yeah.
1: yeah. Wasn't really putting the ball in the net yet. but No. Uh,
0: it's nice that he got. they let him take the penalty and kind of just get yeah, off the su- blocks. I
1: was pretty surprised by that. Me I'm, too. <laughs> but the last midfielder was Gardner on Everton.
0: Crazy that two Everton guys made it in here.
1: Yeah, they, they scored three goals. A lot of points to have had there. Yeah, I
0: guess lots of things to go around.
1: And starting with defense, uh, Van de Ven the yeah. other highest points this week with 12
0: clean sheet and a goal I clean mean, sheet the always, only
1: goal in that game
0: he'll uh, I think that he doesn't go up the field that much so that's good if you're a Van De Ven owner um, I think that he usually sits the farthest back
1: yeah it's usually uh, Romero, Romero running up yeah. the field and Van De Ven's the fast one so
0: they like him coverage
1: he covers he can He can cover the wing he can cover the middle wherever he's yeah. probably the best def- Like he's becoming their best defender I think defender. he's the
0: best pure defender on the team
1: Pure, Def- yeah, pure defender, sure. When it comes to two way, I think Romero's a little better in that aspect, but yeah,
0: even in Dogi or uh, uh, Poro also is very good. At yeah, multiple assets of moving
1: up. Poro the pitch almost had that. a goal. Yeah, outside foot shot. But next midfielder, Pau Torres, eight points. That's what happens when you get a goal. I mean, yep, another defender with a goal. They didn't get the clean sheet, or else he would have had. A he would have been the highest. He would have had twelve. Yep. Uh, and then lastly, Dunk, another defender with a goal.
0: When you get a goal as a as a defender, uh, you pretty well make the list.
1: And our goalie for the week was Johnstone. Johnston. Johnston. Well, he got the most saves. He got five, yep. seven points.
0: Good for him. I mean, like we said, Crystal Palace is very good defensively. Johnson's the kind of guy that uh, he's got Dean Henderson behind him too. So, I mean, there's there's no he's no slouch. Um, I he know Johnston's a... actually the backup goalie for England now. So.
1: He doesn't want to lose the role, and then he's starting... How old is he? I don't know his age. He's got to be
0: like 25. He, he can't be that old.
1: Let me just fact check quick.
0: But uh, he hasn't been on the team... He's been on the team for a little while, but he was behind Guaita for a little for a while, so I don't know if he ever really got his chance.
1: Yeah, Guaita was good too. He's 30. The... Yeah, okay. He's much older than I thought. Late bloomer. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: I think that he was always on Crystal Palace, but I, I can't... I'm not 100% sure. That's crazy that he's 30. But, yeah, yeah. It's a great goalie.
1: That's it for the team of the week. And then I ha- uh, one talking point I had was Kovacic. Should he have had a red card?
0: With the second yellow?
1: With uh, the first tackle for being one of them. Yeah. That one probably warranted a red card. That was Yeah, I did see that, yes. He hit the part of the ankle that both Gusto and uh, Jones hit. The only difference is Kovacic didn't go over the ball. He just hit Odegaard. Yeah. So, I mean take away the other two because they actually hit the ball this one should have been a red
0: to, uh, to, i don't understand i don't understand fouls anymore
1: and then two minutes later he did the same thing it was lighter of a tackle but it was still similar almost the exact same tackle he just made and it was it was not a second yellow that blows it, my mind
0: that's the thing that it's it, it, it's a piss off because then you look at the game with wolves and lamina gets a second yellow and it's the weakest foul of all time
1: like the, it, that's what we're talking about just the inconsistency of the, of the league right now like kovacic my opinion should i had a red card whether it be the first tackle or the probably two the tackles tackle. back to back 100 percent should have been the second tackle seeing him do that again as a ref i'd be like okay you just did the same tackle that was probably a red card now you're getting a red card you yeah. had you had your bailout now you're gone
0: it's annoying because i i refed for 11 years and i only ever warranted like probably five red cards in my entire time being a ref for 11 years but like not only did I I feel like I was fair I explained why they're getting a booking okay you had sure this foul wasn't great but you also had two fouls prior this is your third foul within like a five minute period like you're getting a booking like if it's a, a harsh challenge obviously you're getting a booking like I get the descent thing but I feel like they're so hard pressed on descent this year that that's a booking and now it's just like they're focusing on all the wrong reasons to me for bookings
1: yeah, oh, you're it's... talking
0: back to me? Yellow card. It's like, come on, man.
1: Yeah, I understand going after the ref and getting, like, like what Mitrovic got. He got an eight-match yeah, ban. of course. That you're was... attacking a referee. No one's doing that after that.
0: You got an eight-match ban. No one wants but, I to mean, do that. Like, Nick Jackson picked up a suspension for getting dissent because he got four yellow cards for saying, how is that not a yellow card? Like, he just dragged me down from behind, and then he gets the yellow card. Like, that's the most outrageous thing to me. Like, you're going to give multiple yellow cards for someone asking to give or asking why there's not a booking that's happening? Like, I, to me, it just, it, it's outrageous. Yeah. It makes no damn sense. They had but... a
1: couple changes to the way they give out cards this year, and it's kind of going in a negative way. Soccer seem... is
0: becoming worse and worse as we
1: watch. Like, I don't like the wasting time thing. I understand. I don't mind them adding the time back. I but get if, it. But if everyone knows the time's going to get added back, they, they calculate it in yeah. real time they go okay that that much time was used we're gonna add it to the end of the game or we're gonna add it to half so why do you have to give yellow cards for people wasting time it's I not get... like they're wasting time they're like it for a throw-in and you have no options and you take yeah. a little more time yeah, than i the get normal and you get, but I, yellow. get
0: the, I get like you kicking the ball away
1: sure you get a yellow
0: yeah that's bad or goalkeepers are just standing there for 30 f- seconds 40 seconds on
1: a goal kick okay yeah yellow card sure yeah but The time's getting added at the end either way, so I don't understand. The, the guy's trying to throw the damn ball in. No one's open. Yeah, the throw-ins are the biggest.
0: And they only get eight seconds. It's like, the, by the time the guy gets the ball, wipes it off, that's four or five seconds. I, to me, I understand trying to make the game faster, but you, they're only doing it for casual watchers. If you're a casual watcher, who gives a shit? For the people that enjoy the game of soccer, why is this happening? They're ruining the game for the people that have loved soccer for years and years and years and trying to make it, oh, more mainstream, more this, more goals, more th- It's like, no, we don't want that. We want the game to be fair, make sense, and have the right call at the right time. If a game ends 0-0 and it's a good game, it ends 0-0 and it's a good game. Yeah. I've seen matches end one nothing and think, wow, what a freaking game.
1: The, the City-Arsenal uh, game
0: was like that for me. You know what I mean? Like, oh, big deal, there wasn't a lot of goals. It doesn't matter. The point of the game is, there's lots of quality plays that are happening. There's quality defending. Lots of great tackles. Lots of great plays. Like, you're just ruining the game by, oh, it needs to be fast, needs to be fast, needs to be this, needs to be that. It's like, okay, why let's just, why doesn't everyone just watch the MLS? Because it's yeah. a shit league, and everyone's trying to fly around. Watch the MLS. If you don't like soccer, watch a shit league.
1: Yeah, because they just they just go at it. Yeah. Don't you don't want to watch
0: quality and technical buildup and watch all these phenomenal players be able to have the ball at their feet? Don't watch the fucking game because <laughs> you're rooting it for the people that actually enjoy watching the game. That, that's my opinion of it. And is it harsh? Maybe a little. But like, we have friends that are not big soccer fans and they don't like watching the game because they think it's slow or whatever else. But truthfully, the point of the game is you're trying to outwit another team. It's a manager's tactics versus another manager's tactics. It's not just, oh, let's just run up and down the field. If that was the case, we would be professionals. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: It's painful sometimes. It's it's asinine
0: that they let all this shithousery backyard soccer take over. And now, oh, since the average fan wants to see more goals, we're going to change the game. It's like... Why don't we make the net six times bigger, take out the goaltender, and
1: make the ball a tennis ball? Nick Jackson will be scoring more goals. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's
0: just, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to me. And it's frustrating. Because it's wiping out, like, you used to see players like Ozil, like, probably the most underrated player to ever play the game, just skip down for a chip pass instead of chipping it over him, he kicks it against the ground and it goes over top of a guy. Like, we don't get to see that shit anymore because people don't care. People don't care that the, the technique that was involved. People just want to see the ball go in the net, whether
1: it's a good goal or a shit goal. Yeah, I miss the I miss Ozil. He was a he was so fun to watch. Yeah.
0: It's just disappointing. And we could have a whole rant about how the game's changed, but I'm not gonna get into it. Um <coughs> Sorry. Uh we're gonna wrap it up. We're thinking of doing a weekend episode again just because uh, we understand that we were gone and you guys didn't get the uh, breakdown of the week before as well as it's international breaks. So we don't want to leave you guys hanging for too long. We're thinking of getting a couple of the guys from our league to uh, just shoot the shit, have a couple beers with us. Hopefully, Kevin and I have our voices back fully and less coughing, less sniffling. Um, but yeah, be sure to tune in. Um, check it out. Check out the weekend podcast. It's the Fancy Soccer Talkers. Check us out on X. It's Fancy Soccer Talker Lou and Fancy Soccer Talker Kev. Kev's very active on Twitter. He's uh, always willing to talk a little shit to you. Um, Love it. So, yeah. Be sure to like us on Apple Music and uh, share us on Spotify. You guys take it easy and enjoy the rest of your week. Take it easy, everyone.